This episode of In My Head is brought to you by Anchor. Hey guys, it's me, Brody of Neighborhood Friendly Photographer and Podcaster. And on this episode of In My Head, we're going to be discussing maturity. So sit back, relax, grab your popcorn and a friend, and uh, let's get to it. <sighs> Commitment. Commitment. The word that a lot of people are afraid of. The word that scares a lot of people. But what's so scary about commitment? Like, what's so hard about it? What's so hard about being committed to somebody and dedicated to them? What's so scary about that? I mean, I'm sure we've all dated someone or been with someone who we thought, you know, they were committed to just us. But then found out later on, they suck. I know I have. And you know what we do here on the In My Head podcast? We discuss things from all different angles. And I give you a glimpse into my life. That way you can better understand of what I've been through. So you don't have to go through the same thing again. You see, full circle. Now, with commitment, I've dated some shitty people, really shitty people. People who lied, cheated, even stole. But the worst of it all, the commitment. Now, I dated this guy named Troy. Troy and I dated back in Baltimore. We dated from 2007 until 2000, I want to say, 9 or 10, something like that. And like any relationship, it started off amazing. The communication was great. The dates were amazing. Everything was spot on. Excuse me, my throat's kind of dry. And I thought this could be something, something incredible. But little did I know, the commitment was going to be the complete downfall of us. Now, follow me with this story because it's going to get crazy, okay? So, Mantroy met via Facebook. I don't know who this man is or who or where he came from. He just one day popped up on my feed. Fine, cool, whatever. And we just started talking, communicating about movies and a lot of different other stuff. <laughs> it just blossomed you know naturally which is how it should be and we started you know doing a dating thing and everything and then we ended up finally i think two months later we finally became an item now 
you can't just look at someone and be like, yeah, he or she has commitment issues. He or she can't do this. He or she won't do that. He or she is unable or unwilling or yada, 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 yada. You can't look at someone and see those imperfections or those flaws. You have to get around to them. You know, so on the surface, everything was good. But underneath, it was a war zone. So, Troy is an actor. Um, He's been in a lot of plays. He has done commercials. And he's done some voiceover work and whatever like that, right? So, let's say two years into us dating, I told him we should really look into moving um, between my photography and then your acting, we should really be looking into moving either to New York, LA, or um, Atlanta, okay? Now, mind you, I've already, prior to meeting Troy, I had already lived in New York. So I knew the atmosphere and the dynamic of New York already. And I said, I think that that would benefit both of us. You'll be able to go on countless auditions and I'll be able to build a really wide repertoire for myself, okay? Um, one of the signs of people who have commitment issues or fears is that they they aren't invested in the relationship. And another one is that they talk about the future, but you aren't in those plans. So we're going to touch on both of these real, real quickly. So when I pitched that idea to him, it kind of like hit him and fell to the ground. Like it, like the word, you know how on, on the cartoons, like the words come out of their mouths and then like they hit the person and then the person doesn't necessarily accept or absorb the words. It just hits them and falls to the ground. That's what happened. So I'm like, what do you think? Yes, no, you want to sleep on it. You want to think about it because at this point, we're going into our third year of being together. So it's like, it's time to make some moves, some plans, and some gestures. So he goes, I don't really see myself leaving Baltimore. And I don't see myself leaving my mom. Um, that's just like not in my future right now. I'm sorry, nigga. Come back again. Say what now? It's not in your future. What about our future? Like you see what he did there? He didn't mention anything about us. It was about him and his mother. And I'm like, she's not in the, the equation. Like, this is between you and I. 
she isn't a part of this. Like any decisions, any decisions we make, that's on us, you know? So I just kind of like looked at him for a while, just just staring at him kind of at all. And I'm just like, okay, so would you like to just think about it and we can be in touch with it a different time? Cool. Left it alone. Right? So then I think probably like a couple months later, I told him that I had to go to um, Fayetteville, North Carolina to do a shoot. I got booked to do a shoot in Fayetteville. And that was an issue and a problem by itself. Like a complete issue and problem. Um, And that's another thing. Like you're not invested in me, nor in my dreams or my aspirations. Because if you were that wouldn't have turned into an argument. So I want you guys to listen and pay attention. So that turned into an argument. We got into it pretty heated. And I basically was like, I don't understand. Like when you have casting calls or when you go for auditions, like I'm the first one there with you waiting in the hallway and, and you know, and praying with you and, encouraging you and motivating you and uplifting you like I'm the first one there by your side but when there's something that I need to do now it's a problem it's a concern you're questioning you want to know how long I'm going to be there who I'm staying with where I'm staying that's not fair like that should not have even left your lips let alone crossed you know, your brain to even say those words to me. So around this time, I'm just starting to see red flags and they're popping up and they're popping up and they're popping up. And I'm just like, okay, I'm a little uneasy. And then I sat with myself and I was like, why, why are these things happening? And one of my friends told me that he has commitment issues. And when they said that, all the lights came on at one time. And I felt so stupid. Because essentially he was a wolf in sheep's clothing because I had no idea and I'm not one to let somebody control me. Believe me, I'm not. So when the lights all came on at one time, I told myself, well, he's in a he's in a really bad position because I'm about to really surprise his ass. So once I got the idea of what exactly was happening. I told myself this needed to be fixed. This needed to be like nipped in the bud completely. So we sat down and had a conversation. And the conversation went pretty much like this. So I asked him, where do you see yourself? 
where do you see us in four years? He couldn't answer the question. His response was, I'm not really looking that far into the future. I'm kind of living for right now. Um, I'm just worried about graduating from college and um, these upcoming roles I'm auditioning for. You know, and all this extra shit that didn't matter, that didn't, didn't matter. It didn't. So you're talking around the question, essentially. So I look him dead in his face and I go, if you can't answer this question, then I don't feel like we should even be together. Because you're not fully committed to me. You're not fully committed to us. You're not committed to anything. The only thing you are committed to is your work, a.k.a. your acting. That is the only thing you are committed to. And I'm not going to sit back and waste my time with someone who's not able to give me what I need. And that's on period. So, essentially, that pissed them off as well. Because I was on to his game. So, sad to, sad to say, we ended up breaking up. And people always ask me, why did you guys break up? And I give, them the, I give them the same answer. He isn't a bad person. He just can't commit. That's it. He can't move past or get out of his own way. So, I'm going to take a quick break and be back with the rest of the show. All right, and we're back. So, A lot of people will never understand or know exactly what it feels like. And some of us will know how it feels and what it feels like. But we all have to understand that everyone's different and everyone has different takeaways from things. You may take something different from my story. You may think that I was unwilling to help or unwilling to be understanding, which isn't the case. I was definitely understanding, more understanding than I should have been with him. And I gave a lot to him. Now, what really, I guess, solidified everything for me, um, was a few years later after I had moved to New uh, New York. (laughs) Uh, After I moved to Atlanta, I've been in Atlanta for three years now. So um, after I moved to Atlanta, um, you know, he decided that that's when he wanted to move out, which is ironic to me, but he eventually moved out and got his own place 
you know, we stayed in contact for a while until we didn't. Um, and I think that he did a lot of growing and learning and reflecting um, because he came back and he apologized for being unable to commit to me and putting me through what he put me through, which I definitely appreciate, you know, appreciated it. And again, that's why I say he isn't a bad person. He just didn't know how to commit to me. Um, I'm very stern. I'm very stern. Um, I'm very direct. I don't put it with bullshit. So I think that took him by surprise. And I'm overall just, I'm very humble and very honest and I'm very loving. And I don't think that, you know, he got the love or knew how to give the love that was supposed to be given. Um, it's unfortunate that the those things happened the way they happened, but if they never happened the way they did or transpired that way, I would not be where I am where I am today. My path will be different. But I'm thankful that it did happen the way it did. Because I would not be here in Atlanta. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I wouldn't be having these opportunities to work with companies and other things. I I wouldn't be there or be here. I would be somewhere else. More likely miserable. <laughs> so I just, you know, I, I definitely thank God for steering me in a different direction. Most definitely thank him. But I just want people to understand that just because you find somebody who isn't able to give you what you feel as though you deserve, it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. And it doesn't mean that you are the problem. It just means the person you're with isn't the person you should be with. Because there's somebody else out here who's willing to give you what you so desperately want far as a committed partner. But you have to do the work as well. It's never going to be an easy ride, but you also have to know that you're going to get some bumps and bruises on the way. But don't don't carry that into whatever you find. Because once you find what you're looking for, leave everything else in the past. The past cannot hurt you. That's why it's in the past. It can't hurt you. The future? No. That's something different. But the past, that can't hurt you. That's not going to be something that you can just easily run from, but you can make resolve like you can definitely come into it and be honest and tell this person hey i once had commitment issues 
and fears. I'm, I've worked on those for the past, let's say, five years, whatever. I'm better. And if there's anything that I do that makes you feel like I'm not invested in you or us or our future or our growth, let me know so I can fix that. It's easier to be transparent and honest versus trying to fake it. Don't ever try to fake something that isn't natural, isn't true to who you are. A lot of us do that. And that's how we end up in these fucked up relationships. Honestly. So I don't take the time and thank everyone for listening. You guys have a great weekend. And I'll see you all next week. I'm out.